The bracket is set. Playoff seeds one through seven in the NFC and the AFC. All the madness from week 18. We had trick plays. We had (laughs) opening kickoffs getting taken back. We have teams eliminated, teams clinching, and of course, coaches getting fired and number one picks being earned as well. All of it on the busiest day of the year right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Get those questions in for our mailbag midweek here. And I know you've got a lot of questions. Every franchise has something going on now after 18 weeks of NFL football. I do want to thank our sponsors, BetterHelp. This podcast sponsored by BetterHelp, not a crisis line. It is not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide and they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. It's, it's really an amazing couple of days in the NFL, Matt. And we're trying to figure out how do we condense all of what we saw and what's happening in the news cycle that's continually going now and coaches getting fired. And how do we cover this all in, in 30 minutes? And the <laughs> right. answer is really you don't. So I think we're going to push off a few things and talk a little bit about, you know, um, the results of Black Monday. And we still might see some coaches getting fired, some coordinators getting fired. We'll talk about some of that stuff later in the week and have bigger conversations around that where some of the franchises are going that aren't in the playoffs. Focus a little bit more on the playoffs here, uh, except for a couple teams that that jockeyed for position uh, at the very top and that is kind of intertwined there in the draft with uh, with some coaches getting fired and Lovey Smith and, and the Houston Texans but man how about the start to week 18 with the yeah. opening kickoff and Naeem Hines and then Naeem Hines going back again to the well and taking another kick back for a touchdown oh uh, that was just phenomenal with everything that's gone on in, in less than a week with DeMar Hamlin and seeing him in in it better health now and he's given the 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 heart and, and you, you get to see him for the first time with his family in his hospital bed and then the bills go out there the very first thing that happens on sunday morning house call naeem hines just pretty unbelievable scene there buffalo yeah really awesome uh, you know and uh, again they needed it i mean they weren't playing great but i mean just the whole emotional side of it being in Buffalo Hamlin, you know, he's getting better. I just read, it looks like he's going to be released today. That's phenomenal. I mean, so all good news wow. on that front, you know? Yeah. And so I'm looking it's at miraculously fast. Verify, we're, we're, yeah. we're exactly one week from his injury and he's already going to be released. He was in intensive care, critical condition. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. And I, I'm looking forward to see where exactly I saw that. So hopefully I'm not misreporting. I'm not a reporter, but I saw it two or three places this morning. But it looks like it's very, very promising for him. That's tremendous. Um, the team rallied around him. I don't know if you saw Josh Allen's press conference after, and you saw he was unbelievably emotional because he's yeah. like any other game. You know, we, we received the opening kickoff. He's sitting there gearing up, about to put his helmet on, go out there and play. He's like, ah, I don't have to go out there yet. But he's watching this thing. Down. <laughs> he watches this thing on the, you know, very emotionally. But in his pre- his post game press conference, I guess somebody told Allen right before that the last time the Bills returned a kickoff for a touchdown, and remember Hamlin's number is three, was three years and three months ago. 
you know, like, so, I mean, we can dig into these things and believe whatever you want, but I mean, it just, it, it touched Josh Allen is all. Yeah. And it was really cool to see the entire NFL rally around DeMar Hamlin and, you know, that scary situation. Love the good news we're getting continually about DeMar Ham- Hamlin and his health and yeah. all the fields had the number three that was outlined in a certain way. Everyone wearing the shirts, love for DeMar and the number three on it. So that was really cool. And I mean, Very just one cool, way. And sometimes like I talk a lot about um, sports and art because I, as a former musician myself, I really think that sometimes sports tries to force things like, you know, comedy and, and art and, uh, and music, especially, I really don't think music and sports matches up well. At all. <laughs> I can see that, People yeah. continually try to force it. Like think, think of all the athletes that try to put out albums. And uh, can you think of any good ones? I cannot. Um, <laughs> right, but, right. But the art in in football is literally what happens on the field. That's what's great about football. You don't have to force anything extra because it plays out for you on the field. The toe tapping touchdowns, the the orchestration of everything you see on the field, and then stories like this and um and the Demar the Demar Hamlin thing, seeing people. Rap and seeing the the opening kickoff getting taken back and the emotions that happen on the field, the emotion of J.J. Watt walking on the field, that's the art in sports. Yeah. You don't have to force it. That, that's really well said. I love the uh, the, the athletes turned singers, too. It's not the same skill set at no, all. <laughs> no. Not a great track record there. No, just because you got to get full of yourself and think you can do anything. <laughs> I, I, um, and, and some of it, like you said, is the beauty and of the game and J.J. Watt walking off and all those type of things. Or even Rodgers and Cobb after that loss, maybe they embellished it. But, you, you know, you see them walking down the, the – going into the locker room together like, are they mm-hmm. ever going to do it again? And there is a lot of emotion. And I give the NFL credit. I'm They are master marketers for – always keeping everything relevant. Like right now, obviously there's a flurry of activity in the league. People are getting fired, but the worst team in the league, the bears are rejoicing right now, you know, cause they got the first overall pick, you know, like it's so great that even the teams at the bottom are highly, highly interesting. What a tank job. Uh, bears won two of their first three games, by the way, and ended up with the number one yeah. pick in the draft with three and 14 didn't win again down the stretch. Unbelievable. Um, more on those games. So Buffalo wins. They are the two seed in the AFC. They will be hosting the seven seed Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins getting some help from the Bills that beat New England. New England now out there. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars beating the Tennessee Titans for the play-in game and the AFC South title. Those Jacksonville Jaguars now the four seed in the AFC beating the Tennessee Titans 20 to 16. This was the Saturday evening game and a couple of really good close evening games. Jaguars had to come back with 10 fourth quarter points to win this game. And you really just have to point to the Tennessee Titans offense that, um, you know, unfortunately it was just outmanned and um, they, they did not perform all year long Did those Tennessee Titans. And uh, you can't win enough football games in the league like that. And, and their defense was good all year. Uh, their offense was not, they were, they were a half a football team basically. And uh, they are now on the outside looking in. Yeah. And, I give the Titans a lot of credit because they just don't have a lot of talent and they're on their third quarterback and all those things that you mentioned, but they were well-rested. You know, they, they controlled the football for 36 minutes, you know I mean? So they did a lot of good things in this game. They were almost impossible to run against. So they put all the onus on Lawrence and that was mixed results for the Jags, but it's obviously a step forward for the, the first overall pick from a year ago. I'm excited to watch Herbert and Lawrence do battle this upcoming week. That's one of the best quarterback matchups to me. But, I mean, asking Tennessee to win that game was probably a bit much. You know, I mean, and you could tell at the end of the game, they were pretty well figured out. Tennessee Titans never scored 28 points 
all season long. Really? Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. They still had a better year than I expected. Um, but they have, that's a man. I, I, they were one of my favorite under win loss teams in the, in the preseason. Cause I had the slot Tannehill Henry, these guys that they're counting on are hitting a wall and, I don't know if they did much to make that better. You know, it's just added one more year to that equation. Which is no, funny. they they made themselves worse. That the, right, I mean, their right. team got fired. And you look at the AJ right. Brown thing, and AJ Brown's sitting there with a bye week right now on the couch. He'll be, you know, um, wa- you know, eating popcorn, watching the games, just like you and I are, because his team has a bye. And you're talking about a GM that got fired and p- potentially executive of the year over there in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So. Uh, the big picture, no matter what happens next week to Jacksonville, is this was a highly successful season. Their coach will be in coach of the year consideration. They have a winning record after having the first overall pick two years in a row. But maybe most importantly, they should own this division for a while. I mean, with the, the young core that they have. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I loved the the Bengals coin flip celebration. The Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals taking care of business. Bengals are the third seed now. They finished the season 12 and 4. One game short there, um, 27 to 16, the final Anthony Brown at quarterback and actually surprisingly good performance from the from the Ravens, keeping that one close with their third string quarterback, Anthony Brown, still up in the air. What's going on in the playoffs here with um, with Lamar Jackson? We'll see what happens there, but they're going to do it all again. It's the three and the six seed Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Baltimore Ravens once again next week. Yeah, and I, I think two of the huge storylines after the dust clears of Black Monday going forward are. And I hope we do anyway, as fans. Are we going to see Tua? Are we going to see Lamar? You know, like when you looked at the AFC playoff picture for much of the season, you thought, man, these are going to be unbelievable matchups. Tua, Lamar, Burrow, Lawrence, you know, obviously Mahomes, Allen. And we might get robbed of that a little. Like some of these matchups next week as they stand don't look as enticing as they once did. Um, I don't know if Lamar's going to play or not. I'm very happy that that next game does not come down to a coin flip. I meant to mention this with the Bills as well. Just remember, and we'll get to it down the line, if Bills and Chiefs do play each other, it won't be at Kansas City or Buffalo. I think they should play at Ohio State, but whatever. Um, so I think the Ravens are in a lot of trouble, to be honest with you. The more work I've done on them, the Steelers played them twice in the last month, give or take. Their passing game is abysmal. And they sat some guys. This was not their best effort, and Brown was their quarterback. So let's not look too much into it. But I've been worried about them for a while. Yeah, and even worried about them with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you get a rusty Lamar Jackson coming back if he comes back, and we're still not even certain right. about that one. Uh, really interesting there with Miami and uh, and Baltimore that don't have their quarterbacks going into the playoffs, and it's not an ideal situation for the those te- two teams. It really changes uh, what you think they're going to be able to do, and if they're going to be able to advance um, on the road in wild card weekend okay right. next we've got a ton more to get to more afc nfc seeding as well on this episode of peacock and williamson which is brought to you in part by our friends at tommy john want to be more comfortable in the new year start by grabbing new unbelievably cozy underwear loungewear and pajamas from tommy john and i i, I gotta be honest when they sent me some some loungewear some sweatpants um really thin sort of sweatpants uh some uh, underwear, uh, this this shirt that is just like unbelievably comfortable, stretchy in four different directions. Um, I, I, you don't think that something's going to be that extra comfortable? Like, okay, let's see what this you know what this, these Tommy Johns are actually all about. Because you hear about them, like, how comfortable are they? 
they're unbelievable. They, I, I'm, I'm blown away. You go to the gym in it. You can uh, hang out casually in it. You go to bed in it. Feel comfortable. Feel cozy. Feel warm. Uh, all winter long in your Tommy Johns. And whatever your plans are for 2023, you're going to be so much better, so much more comfortable in Tommy John. Over 20 million pairs sold, thousands of five-star reviews. The tri-blend is so soft, micro-modal fabrics. I don't know what goes into the, the modes of micros that are in it, but uh, it certainly works. The four-way stretch I mentioned, and no lint balls either or fuzz with those Tommy Johns. So our listeners can get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. So go check that out, Tommy Don, TommyJohn.com slash locked on, 20% off right now. Now at tommyjohn.com slash locked on seaside for details. This episode of Peacock and Williamson sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Unfortunately, life does not come with a user manual. Sometimes, uh, many times you wish it would. So when it's not working out for you, it's normal to feel maybe a little bit stuck. That's where therapy comes in. I know I've felt stuck in my life and sometimes just the uh, it's 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 the simplest thing it's the easiest thing but you don't realize you need it that check-in just checking in once a week with somebody make sure you're hitting everywhere you need to hit in your life that uh it, that can make such a big difference and then with licensed therapists that have the ability to help you figure out your own problems your own coping skills uh figure out the cause of the challenging emotions in your life learn productive coping skills which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you better help us connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists it's convenient it's secure accessible anywhere 100 online and it's super easy you get on uh, betterhelp.com and you uh, answer a couple of questions and they are able to match you with a therapist and if you sometimes it takes a couple of times and if you don't like the therapist you're matched with it is super easy to change and find a different therapist that fits your skills and you can do video chat. You can do non-video. You can do it however you want. It is all up to you and all accessible anywhere, convenient, and much less expensive than some traditional therapy can be as well. So get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. All right, here we go. Tons of games to get to here. So a really fun weekend of football because almost every game had some ramifications for those teams of somebody getting fired, draft position, or, and let's be honest, if you're a football fan and you're not going to the playoffs, you're in draft mode right now, right? Like the, oh, the yeah. Chicago Bears are on the clock. Like how excited were Chicago Bears fans uh, to earn that number one overall pick losing to the Vikings. They didn't even, you know, like this was like kind of a tank job and you know, it's, 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 seen a lot less and it's kind of more taboo in the NFL than it is say the NBA where, where people are tanking as obvious as possible, sometimes for an entire season. It's not quite that way in the NFL, but this was kind of like a tank job for the bears and bears fans to the most part were uh, completely down with that, completely fine with it and rooting for the Houston Texans at the same time who I got to credit Lovey Smith. He did get fired and I don't even know if he lasted the plane ride and I don't know if he got fired quicker because he won that game, but uh, <laughs> the, the, the hail Mary for the Texans to beat the Colts, to get that touchdown and then not even going for the tie. You don't want overtime in that game. He went for two. They got it. And it was the Texans who beat the Colts 32 31. So we know the top of the draft, 
Bears one, Texans now two at 313 and one. That tie really coming into play. And then the Colts jump all the way up to the fourth pick in the draft behind the Arizona Cardinals, who are three. So that's the top four in the NFL draft now. That is set. Yeah, I don't think we have to talk Bears-Vikings at all. I mean, the, the, what exactly is the Bears wanted? Everybody's happy. Great. Um, and we don't even know if we talk, break down Texans-Colts that much. But I, I wonder, and we'll never know this answer, I'm sure Lovey knew that was his last, you know, last gig as a Texans head coach entering that game. But is it a an FU to the team saying, I'm going to go for two here and win this thing? You know, or <laughs> is that just, you know... And, and like football coaches, especially like Levy Smith doesn't care who the Texans draft. He kind of, I'm sure right. he knew that his job was on the line. And oh, I, yeah. the, the way the player players lining up, even the Bears, they were tanking. But you have to tank from the luxury box. You can't tank on the field. And I think that's part of it with the NFL, right? It's like right. once you have your team together and your coaches are on the sideline, everybody there is trying to win the game that day. You have to like save the team from itself you have to pull your players out right and so that's what we saw there and the texans were like nope that's not what's happening right now with us and lovey smith so whether or not it was even part of the equation or not you still uh you know feel good for lovey smith because it, it you know the bottom line we'll talk about this more tomorrow is like what are they even doing with two in a row one and done coaches it didn't make sense to fire coley last year and bring in no. lovey smith for him to be a one and done anyway so like Texans, what are you doing? Is the GM fired next is my question. Right. And, and what, tomorrow will be Black Monday recap, of course. Um, going forward, we'll have tons and tons of draft information and scenarios. But the Bears fans have to be thrilled. And uh, who knows? Maybe there's two quarterbacks at the top of draft, that, you know, like there often has been, and the Texans don't care, and they just give you the one or whatever. But two little side notes. My Steeler fans are doing cartwheels because the Claypool pick is now 32nd overall. I mean, so – with, without essentially, an yeah, yeah, essentially a first-round pick. The Dolphins forfeited right. their first. Bears get the number one pick. That's the first pick in the second round, which this year is pick 32. I mean, that's massive for the Steelers. Yeah, oh, everyone's thrilled around here, trust me. And, and then the other thing, the kind of – you mentioned it, is now the Colts have four. Every mock draft I think we'll see going forward will be Bears go to four, Colts go to one, because then the Bears get Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, who plays tonight. You know, like they're assuming that goes quarterback, quarterback, which it's too early to assume. But four looks like a great landing spot for the Bears. And then the Colts can finally go get their quarterback. So I bet we'll see that scenario a lot. Oh, yes. Yeah, they, it's a it's a trade down opportunity for the Bears where they yeah. trade down once, trade down twice. Uh, more on that later. But you mentioned the Steelers, Matt, and, you know, that's a bonus, but unfortunately, and it nearly came came out uh, to where the Steelers were going to make the playoffs here. It, it really like close, it was nearly impossible a couple weeks ago. The scenarios almost played out, but no, um, it is the Miami Dolphins that get the seven seed and the Steelers that win 28-14 over the Browns, but were um, eliminated in the last like thirty seconds of the game. Yeah, a quick Steelers note. I mean, everyone, all my fans know this from around here, but. Tomlin keeps an amazing streak alive of never having a losing season. I mean, they end up nine and eight after starting out two and six. So second half of the season was a massive success for the Steelers. They'll be a hot team, you know, with a lot of cap space and unusual circumstances for them. But unfortunately, Steelers had the route for the Jets in what was about as miserable a game as you will see. Flacco versus uh, Thompson comes down to a late play. And then there's a, uh, side note, not that I'm bitter at all. I had the Jets plus three and a half, and that uh, that late safety made me a loser on that one. That, that was wonderful. I, I love those Stanford plays that never result in anything good. 
Oh, it, uh, it's, it's it's terrible. Like, someone's got to run forward at some point. Like, <laughs> you just can't keep throwing it backwards. You got to hit a seam and then you follow the guy with the ball, and then there, then you get a, an opening. But this weird like running around behind people has never worked. And, and never. You know, I, I'm sure teams don't practice that much. But the bottom line is, you see this score eleven to six. I don't think we even have to talk about how ugly the game is. That if you if there if the score is eleven to six, you know that was extremely ugly, and it was on, with both offenses that just could not get anything going. 100%. I don't have much more to add to that. I mean, I'll sound like a homer, but I think the Steelers are a better team than either one of these or the Patriots or those borderline fringe teams. Um, but the Dolphins, as we open, if it's with Tua, I give them a chance. If it's a version of this, they're going to get slaughtered. Right. Ne- so it's like Dolphins one of these with, playoff teams. Dolphins with Tua here, then the Steelers, then the Dolphins without Tua yes. below the Steelers. Right. Absolutely. And the Jets and Patriots are not teams anyone wants to watch either. Not that the Steelers are, but <laughs> and this game was two not playoff teams going against each other. Yeah, it, was, yeah, it, it, was bad, it was pretty yeah. ugly. And a similar scenario happening in the NFC. Let's finish up with the NFC side of things. That 19 to 16 score pretty ugly uh, in its own right with the Seattle Seahawks, who do advance and are the seventh seed in the NFC. Lions Packers, which was really fun in primetime Sunday night to end the regular season and a little Sam Howell action for those Washington oh, yeah, fans yeah. in the season over the over the Dallas Cowboys next. Pretty geeked out about our newest sponsor of today's episode, the mobile football game, Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM, managing your football franchise from top to bottom, and I mean it, you are in control of everything and anything that you want to be in control of, of your NFL franchise. Well, your dream can come true in this game, and it is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, and even some things you might not expect to pop up, just like in real life. Like, oh, man, okay, I got to take care of this, uh, um, you know, uh, play through the season. You're leading your team to victory. You're managing personalities. And of course, drafting players, uh, hiring the right coaches and coordinators, what scheme you want to run, what types of players you bring in to run that scheme, trading players, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, all the ups and downs of a season for up to 25 years. Build your dynasty with ultimate football GM, all this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate football GM, completely free and playable offline play on the go as you want and when you want to. I've had a ton of fun. I'm in year two trying to turn my franchise around, and you can too. Build yourself a dynasty, and Locked On listeners can get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in the game store. That's promo code Locked On, so make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. The Rams trying to play spoilers and knock out a divisional opponent. We saw that play out a couple of times on Sunday, and it was the Rams that took the Seahawks to overtime. Uh, Seahawks had a chance to win it in in regular time, missed the field goal, doinked off the upright. They got that opportunity again, and it took multiple possessions in, in overtime. A huge interception from Quandre Diggs, who, by the way, the former Lion knock, uh, helping knock out the Lions, then Myers lined it up and, and hit the field goal in overtime. 19-16 win for the Seahawks over the Rams. It is the Seahawks that earned that seven seed in the NFC after the Lions defeated the Packers 20-16 to on Sunday night football. Yeah, congrats to Seattle. I mean, they way outkicked their coverage and expectations for the season. They now have, you know, the uh, Denver's pick as well. So they're in a really good spot to, you know, to, to build upon. Played a lot of rookies. Geno Smith might be an answer, even if it's short term. 
I almost think the Rams are more interesting, though. Yeah, I mean, Ramsey's out there making plays. Is Mayfield somebody that the Rams would consider bringing back? I think they found or resurrected something in Cam Akers. And then there's all this news. Is McVay going to walk away from the team? And if he does, is Stafford going to walk away from the team? And all those things. And Seattle, no offense, guys. You guys rushed the passer well. You ran the ball well. They're not a real exciting playoff team either. I was I would have loved the two teams that played last night to get in as opposed or one of the teams that got either Detroit, especially Detroit, over Seattle, just as a viewer. You definitely came away thinking Detroit was the better team. Yeah, in, yeah. In Seattle. Um and the Packers, as hot as they were, they didn't look great. Still looked disjointed no. on the offensive side of the ball, did the Packers and, and the Lions, just the way that they're playing and uh, Dan Campbell's Aggressive. team, the kind of playing. And maybe maybe it helped them playing a little bit more free, knowing that they it didn't matter if they lo- lost because they were just trying to knock out the other team so they could go a little deeper into their playbook. And it just felt like they were the looser team. The Packers were a little bit tight, even though they were at home. And it was the Lions who uh, ended up playing spoiler, knocking out the Packers so that those Seahawks could be the seventh seed in the NFC. Yeah, it was a heck of a game. The Lions played it exactly like they would have if it was on the line, I would imagine. I don't know. Maybe they did play looser. They're probably right because they had nothing to lose. But yeah, I kind of feel like that's not a real tight organization to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 absolutely. But maybe you wouldn't have run the, the hook and ladder for the first down move or things like that. I mean, but Lions are really fun. They're another one that has a lot to build around. I assume it'll be a very heavy defensive offseason for them. Two first round picks. Took Goff to get a – I was a worried about Goff. Outdoor Goff worries me, especially cold outdoor Goff, but got better as the game went on. Um, Rodgers made some throws, could have been bailed out here and there a little bit better. His interception was bad. I'm really encouraged about Christian Watson. He's going to be a lot of my – he's going to be on a lot of my fantasy teams next year. Yeah, and Jameson Williams too. He is well. Lions. Both are – Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see like Quay Steve. Walker push the uh, uh, medic? Sh- Incredibly though, and it's it, he's the first player in 15 years to get ejected from two games in a season. From two games, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know who that I was mean, 15 years ago, but there was uh, some some characters, some knuckleheads in the league about 15 year, years ago. You could probably guess who might have <laughs> been the one to do that. Uh, right. But just yeah, it's it's unacceptable. It's crazy. Like what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I, maybe you didn't know who it was, or I don't know, but it's just what are you thinking? And Green Bay D is showing some signs of life. I mean, we'll see what happens there, but they're, they're first round picks everywhere. But I'm not too discouraged that Green Bay didn't go to the playoffs. They would Rodgers would have been fun, of course, but the Lions would have been the most fun to go. The New York Giants sitting everybody, and look, they, they're not the most talented roster anyway, and they still kept it within one score of the Philadelphia Eagles, but it was the Eagles who handled their business. Jalen Hurts back at quarterback, 22-16. The Eagles uh, do solidify the one seed in the NFC. They have a bye this week, the 49ers beating the Arizona Cardinals, 38-13. Niners end up with the two seed. So we've got the Eagles at home with a bye. We've got the Niners with the two seed that uh, get to face the Seahawks. Part three, Matt, with uh, with 49ers, Seahawks now, uh, the two and the seven seed respectively in the NFC. That'll be the first game of wildcard weekend Saturday. Then you've got Los Angeles Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars Saturday night. Sunday, we've got the Miami Dolphins at Buffalo, New York Giants at Minnesota, the middle game, and then Baltimore at Cincinnati doing it back-to-back games here. So we've got multiple uh, teams playing for the third time against each other this season. We got we got part threes with 49ers Seattle, part threes with Miami Buffalo, part three with Baltimore and Cincinnati, and then Monday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys at Tom Brady and 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I got to imagine part three, especially for San Francisco, Seattle, nobody's seen Brock Purdy twice yet. And oh, interesting. this will be the first team. Yeah. Okay. That is interesting. I think that works against the Niners, to be honest with you. Yes. Yeah, it's it's yeah, hard I mean, to beat a team three times. The Niners did the same thing last year, beat the Rams twice in the regular season, lost in the NFC championship game. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm sure the Niners will be big favorites in that game. They're the better team, but for a guy like Purdy, I'm sure that the, when they broke down the tape the second time around, it's like, boy, I wish I knew this about him. I would attack them differently. You know I mean? Just like a pitcher that goes through the league. Um, my last, honestly, NFC nugget is, well, you mentioned Sam Howe. Good for him. I mean, it, it, you know, bring him to camp. Maybe he's in the mix next week. But he should have started last week. That's the, that's he might yeah. be in the playoffs right now. Might but be another one of those wild quarterbacks uh, that are starting for your team. In the, you know, he looked good. He's like, why yeah. is this fifth round pick? He's running around a little bit. He's got a great arm. He's, he's the full scouting report. He was no different than Ritter or Corral. I actually liked him better than Corral. It made no sense why he fell drastically more than those guys. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't understand that. But where I was going is, is it time to worry about the Cowboys a little bit? They haven't done anything good in a long time. No, and this was like, they weren't sitting, guys. This was Dak right. and the, the whole crew. Uh, bad interception from Dak. He leads the uh, league in interceptions, and he missed back. like four or five games. Yeah, and on all the defensive side of the ball, where they were like, oh, is this the best defense in the league midseason? And now it's like, okay, they're getting scored upon. Yeah. Um, uh, real quick, were you surprised that the Chargers didn't sit anybody? Yes. And and Brandon Staley after the game is like, oh, you can only dress a certain amount of players. And it's like, well, everybody else was able to sit their guys, and you didn't. And, you know, it worked out fine. Nobody got hurt or anything like that. Mike but, Williams got hurt, but it sounds oh, like he, he avoided major damage. I mean, the, the news today is kind of good. But I, I didn't understand Eckler and Herbert. I mean, the, no. okay if you want to play a series or two knock the rust off and i think eckler was going after some receiving uh record or whatever but and if the players really want to play great you gotta save them from themselves and sit them down absolutely absolutely and um they didn't really help them in the game to have their starters out there anyway no right what's their game yeah, you lost to the Broncos. So. Right, Denver um, actually looks good since the good's a strong word. Denver looks better since the coaching change. That's uh, that's the big hope there. Yeah, and we'll talk a lot more about the Broncos yeah. and the draft position, some of those things, and fired coaches and who could be hired everywhere. But it, you might take solace that maybe it was the coaching staff that was the problem with the Denver Broncos. Yeah. All right, we got to get out of here. So much to continue to cover all week long. We've got uh, the results of Black Monday and all the coaches fired and hired and. Tons of nuggets and notes and picks for wildcard weekend football. And, of course, your questions right here. Peacock and Williamson.